The Money Show. With Bruce Whitfield on 702. 702. The head of Africa Macro at Oxford Economics Africa's Jacques Nell on the way on the line to us from Paul this evening with our Africa Business Report. And Jacques, um, Africa's role in the global energy transition. I mean, outside of South Africa, Africa is a very, very small contributor to global emissions. And a lot of people feel quite offended by the way in which the African continent is being treated um, in terms of it expected to step up to the plate in terms of the energy transition. What's your thoughts on this? Hi, Bruce, and <clears throat> thanks for the invitation. Yes, that's correct. And I think with COP27 being held in Egypt in November, it's pretty symbolic. Uh, the African continent contributes less than 3% to greenhouse gas emissions, yet uh, there's call for a lot of African sort of development to not take place in the way that it could uh, take place the quickest because we because Africa shouldn't increase its emissions. But uh, to be honest, that just seems unfair. I think the bigger problem is the lack of electricity in Africa. And in many cases, the best way to do that would be through the development of hydrocarbons. And uh, just to add to that, you know, with what what's happening in Europe, it's almost like African hydrocarbons has been given a second chance uh, with the EU designating natural gas as sustainable. Uh, so that is definitely a positive development just uh in that sector specifically. And then the economics of food security on our continent. I mean, yeah, it's a continent that produces lots of food. Um, it's not a continent, however, that is universally food secure, and that's a concern, I'm sure, for the long term. Yes, and I think that's been most starkly shown this year with the spike in food prices and how that's just sort of wrecking havoc across Africa. The continent exports uh, roughly half of the food that it imports so this, you know, there's multiple channels that it affects the continent. First of all, food prices are very volatile. And in an African context, that really matters. You know, our consumer price baskets are really orientated towards food. So, you know, a little spike in food prices has a disproportionate effect on, on African inflation. And, of course, that has then second-line effects with higher interest rates, inflation expectations, and broader business implications. And then you start seeing governments get a little bit, you know, rocky. I mean, we saw Sri Lanka, I suppose, the most exceptional example in recent times of, you know, when things do go awry in an economy, just how quickly governments can fall. And I think there is quite a lot of discomfort amongst governments across our continent as well. A lot of discomfort. Um, as you know, government finances took a severe knock after the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, a lot of the debt service support uh, that was given to a lot of African governments during the pandemic came to an end uh, last year. Um, and then, of course, just taking into account how food and energy, energy prices have spiked, you know, a lot of governments have tried to increase subsidies or install subsidies. Uh, now the question is how long are going to have to keep those subsidies in place? You know, all the while government finances are deteriorating. Uh, it's becoming more expensive to borrow domestically and externally. You know, are they going to uh, just not care about that? And a few years down the line, have to really consolidate fiscal finances, which is going to, you know, be even bigger knock to the uh, longer-term trajectory of these economies. Uh, so it's a really difficult situation to be in. Thank you, Jacques Nell, the head of Africa Macro at Oxford Economics Africa, on the line to us from Paul in the Western Cape this evening.